Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? Hello. How do I do Hello that? and welcome to another episode of the Broadcast Geeks. Coming to you live from the Comedy Room Room located at El Torito, 2100 Larimer Street in the ballpark district of downtown Denver. I, as usual, am one of your hosts, Matt Oren. Hey, it's Mitch Jones. Hey, I'm Jake Becker. And today with us, we got the one, the only chance. Moreland? <laughs> Moreland? <laughs> I, I think there's a question mark on that. <laughs> Moreland? Hey, everybody. We're an abbreviated uh, assemblage of geeks. That's why I did the intro. I hope I did okay. You did fantastic. Did I? I, 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 uh, I watch Nate Balding do it every week. And I'm like, I think I can do this. Yeah. You know? He's got that shit down bat. You you have it inside of you, though. I know. You just have to bit. believe. I do. I do believe. I do. Um, yeah, so we're here. Jeff's on a super secret mission. Yeah. Not sure what. That's why it's secret. He had a super secret mission, and then he got food poisoning. So. Oh, shit. So now, yep. Feel oh. better, Jeff, before this comes out, hopefully, when you edit it. Whereas uh, Nate just went <laughs> on some sort of a rage. Yep. We're not sure what kind. Berserker. Berserker, yeah. Berserker Rage. Uh, episode 86, I believe, is where we're at. That that sounds right to me as I well. I don't know. We don't have a board. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> Boardmaster Mitch Jones. I just didn't want to bring out a board. Is today. without board so today. Usually, like, we have a big board on the wall. It's one of those giant sticky notes. Mm -hmm. And we write topics that we're going to talk about. We're, we're, we're really going to freeform it today, which I feel is typically some of our better episodes. Especially right now, where there's not a whole lot going on. Like, do you watch any of the any of the awesome TV that we talk about? I don't. I'm literally the only thing I could say that I'm a fanboy about would be Game of Thrones. Like, that's the All only right. thing I've I'll out gladly about. talk about. Star that. Wars, I awesome. But like, do you watch like Preacher? Did you watch I haven't Legion? Watched Preacher. I have not watched Legion. Roommates really mad at me for not watching Logan. Okay. Not Logan. Nah, that was the movie. Uh, what's yeah, uh, it starts with an L. Oh my god, that proves how bad I am at. No, it's the uh, leftovers. The guy on Netflix, he, Luke Cage. Oh, yes. oh yeah, that one. Well, the Defenders mm -hmm. just came out, which is Luke Cage is one of the four. I see, like overtaking the team. It's the yeah, team, yes. it's there. It's Big the job. Netflix uh, Avengers. Basically, I finished that this uh, past week. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Have you finished it all? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed really, it. I really like Defenders for everything other than visual things. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Like, because we were talking about it for the past couple episodes, but like as it went on, like yes, at first it was just like, well, let's go see what's going on in Luke Cage's world, where it's up in Harlem. Up in Harlem. Yeah, or like they go to the fucking like Jessica Jones's world. Oh. And totally like color tint. She's not Hell's Kitchen, is she? Like the, yeah, the Upper yeah. East Side, is she? 
Uh, well, I thought she was higher up. No, because she, of the crowd that she hangs with. It was Hell's. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It was Hell's Kitchen that she was based out of. Like I think that's where her office and her apartment is. Okay. But she doesn't do shit there. So the defenders, if you don't know, and those of you listening and mm-hmm. haven't really gotten on board, it's uh, Daredevil. Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. All four have had their own Netflix shows. I know. All of those exist. What is Jessica Jones' like thing? What is She's her? super strong. Okay, so like, Luke Cage, right. if I can remember from like the back of my head, he's bulletproof. He's yeah. unbreakable skin. Iron Fist, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but super like, I got this thing. Like, yes. this is going on. He put his it. fist through uh, the heart of a dragon. The uh, molten and what was the heart other of one a dragon. Besides? Daredevil. Daredevil, okay, yeah. I knew his, like, uh, oh, yeah, like I'm the super The devil of Hell's Kitchen. To it. Okay. So, so I know the powers. Sh- when are they going to show Iron Fist, Fist with the glowing around it? Instead of like his fist just lighting up, why not they just have the fucking like the aura that's around it? That'd be that'd actually be pretty sweet. See, that's how I thought he should have finished his. Uh, yeah, they did. They blew the Iron Fist budget. I doubt like, he should have yeah. ended his last episode of his own show. Like he should have powered up the fist and had to like do it really hard so it went fisted Madame Gaw. Sure. <laughs> the old Madam No, Fister. who was the bad guy? Uh, Ward, or not Ward, Howard Meacham. Oh, on his show. Yeah. Meacham, yeah. Who, yeah. what, he just like, fell off a building? And if yeah. I was right, they're all Netflix shows too, yes. right? Yes, yep. yeah. Every, oh, okay. Yes, the Netflix world. So at least they can, like, work together. So, like, if you wanted to have, like, for lack of a better, a cameo, or like, a hint for one storyline in well, the show, you they actually did. Together. Yeah. So oh, okay. they tied before the Defenders, which brought all four of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosario Dawson was on all four uh, shows. Okay. She was the night nurse. She was. Uh, she healed Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. She had a thing with Luke Cage. She encountered Jessica Jones. And she encountered uh, Iron Fist, and also uh, Carrie Ann Moss, Trinity from the Matrix movies. She plays a lawyer. She was originally on Jessica Jones. Also showed up in Luke Cage, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Yeah. Wait, she's playing a character. She's not being the right. Oh, okay. She plays. Like, uh, in the Matrix. She plays Hogarth. Hogarth. Uh, <laughs> a lawyer. She's a a, a big lawyer uh, who has ties to Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. You know who I would have liked to see in more of the series, especially the Defenders? Wilson Fisk, played by Vincent Donato. I agree. And reading his Twitter for a while there afterwards, where he's like, oh, you know, everyone's like, oh, we, you need yeah. to be in all these shows. And he does. He, he needed to be part of that working with uh, the, hand. the hand. Because he controls New York's I, crime. I think he'll be a big part of Daredevil season three, because D'Onofrio's already said he's coming back. Good. I think he was the best part of first season. Yeah, but I th- I think I think he would have like chunked up the storyline with all the hand shit. It's possible because now they'll be able to use him as like Madame Gao rebuilding yeah. and becoming part of like the city monster scene oh, more yeah, so yeah. than the ninja scene. He was great as the kingpin. Yeah, overall, those. I mean, I'd recommend. I'd recommend Daredevil one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Punisher was in the second season, and that was brutal. Jessica Jones was fun. Did yeah. they ever have a scene where she's like talking from to one like protagonist from one show, but like referencing them in another show? She's oh, like, you yeah. remind me of uh, this guy. They're exactly like, that. 
Yeah, they did that. Exactly the like, line. I'm you kind just of did. involved in some stuff. Like, I know a guy like you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a guy you should meet. Now Netflix. Like it'd be hard to ignore if you're involved in that many different shows, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Netflix right. did something they've never done before and released a shitload of metrics on the Marvel shows. Oh. Really? They yep. They. Re- I heard about that. They, I didn't check the numbers. They released viewing patterns. Oh. The most. Most people that didn't just watch on initial release dates and been, like most people aren't fanboys but yeah. like casual viewers yeah. that they're trying to get start with Jessica Jones yeah, and then go Luke Cage and then the Daredevils and then that's the, the people that start with Jessica Jones have the higher success rate of watching all of it and then people who start with uh, Luke Cage watch Iron Fist second was like the other weird because if they know about Luke, people that are going to Luke Cage are going because in the comics Luke Cage and Iron Fist are, are a duo heroes for hire yeah uh, so I'm assuming for like the show they team up like but because of that metric, they don't or like they're two separate shows like they have yeah they, they haven't paired them up yet except mm. in the Defenders in the Defenders but they set it up in Defenders to where heroes for hire especially after them releasing the why do you think? Iron Fist is why do you think that is? Punch. Do you think that's like guys trying to get their girls into it, or uh, Netflix reason that it had to do with it? Uh, Jessica Jones is more grounded and similar to like a regular crime drama. Yeah, and there was a lot. They had a lot more going for it. And, well, and I guess the blurbs and stuff are more attractive to people that aren't. Well, comic but book nerds. you also have David Tennant. Yeah. Who's and he drew and, a lot of people. And Kristen Ritter, who's right, right. Giant. But I mean, that's implied. Yeah. What I'm what I'm saying is like definitely Kristen Ritter is going to have more uh, draw than Charlie Cox because I'm not sure if people know who Charlie exactly. Cox is. I didn't know who he yeah. was until he played Daredevil. So her being on the thumbnail and then having the description of it being like a psycho thriller. I, like, think. I was going to watch it because it was Daredevil, but Vincent D'Onofrio made it a, a good part for me. Yeah. Uh, I also like Foggy. I think yeah. It's pretty good. Foggy's great. It's, it's interesting to see his uh, transformation from Daredevil season one to, to Defenders. an Avengers. Yeah. Way different person. And yeah. that's why he's he's a partner with Hogarth. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's he's he got back together with that angry blonde lady. Um, yeah, what was her name? Uh, whatever her name was, his ex. But he's also still helping Matt. Right. But what I'm saying is like I think, if I recall, it was Hogarth, someone, Nelson, and yeah, whatever. It was, and yeah. he, but he, he kind of left Matt over being angry at Matt about the double life thing. Yeah, and I thought that was weird. And then in how he's, he's already he's kinda, like, you need to stop doing that. But here's your costume. Yeah, here's your costume. But that's that's good. That's kind of like I still don't support you doing this. But here's a clean right. needle. Right. Like, don't share needles while you do the job. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's fair. It's fair. So now everyone thinks of Matt Murdock is dead. Yeah, but Except secret, those nuns. he's in a nunnery. <laughs> Which is fucking weird. How do you get out of that? How do you get out of a nunnery? No, how do you get out of this stay. fucking building collapsing on you while you're underground? There had to be caverns that were supported or, or weren't taken. Or the dragon skeleton didn't collapse all the way because they were all in a ribcage. There's going to be some dumb explanation of how they got out of that. Because well, Gal got out too. There's no I way. I mean, Gal you know, you, yeah, there had to be a secret way out. Yeah. I mean, here's. Here's 30 floors, I'm, I'm looking at a glass. You know, there had to be caverns going out here somewhere. So when shit fell, 
at some point, some of that stuff will hold itself up, mm -hmm. but they'll fill in gaps, and there had to be ways out. There also, had to be. Also, like Balding pointed out, they were down there with a dragon skeleton that revives the dead. You have to process it. It has to be crushed. And, and mixed with something? No, I believe it's just really? the you don't need the like of the bones. flour or, or eggs or no. Nope. You don't need to be put in that cast with all. Can the you make like dragon bone cookies? Probably. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, get get high on life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so maybe it has something to do with the bones being crushed as they're laying there. Okay. And but so where did the nuns get him? I don't know. And we don't was, know yet. And that was my hole that I poked in that was then Wild and Wise Matt all torn the fuck up laying on the nun's bed. And Nate <laughs> was like, yeah, good point. We just spoiled the end of the Defenders, but yeah, that's what happens. I'll be okay. Uh, we spoiled the post credit scene. <laughs> yeah. We already spoiled the rest of it on the previous episode. Well, they asked for Maggie, and that's Daredevil's mom. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. Yeah. Uh... Do we know when Daredevil's three is coming? Is that the spring? I, uh, yeah, no. no. I think isn't. It, I think it's Punisher and then Jessica Jones, oh. and then Daredevil. I think it might be summer. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay with me. Did they jump on board of like trying to make them all connect at first? Like, no, I mean they they left it. It's it's a lot like the Iron Man movie. They yeah. left little things open so that they could do more exploration of the world later, but they didn't lean on it at all. Daredevil came out first. And it and okay. that was its own thing. So they're not gonna have an event that like technically ruins the rest of the four, three individual shows. No. No, um We did this, so we now we can't do the blah blah blah. Plot. No, so you know what happened was Daredevil One came out and that was that was good. Mm -hmm. Um and then Jessica Jones came out and in Jessica Jones they introduced Luke Cage. He was a bar owner she met him, he had powers, she's like, what the fuck? They have sex, she fucks him over, nice. shit happens. Um, and a character that was in Daredevil, excuse me, shows up in uh, Jessica Jones. And in all of them. Well, and then after Jessica Jones, they, they, did, they did Daredevil 2 before they did Luke Cage. Luke Cage, right? And that didn't tie anything in except the Punisher. Yep. And then Luke Cage came out and that, brought in uh, Rosario Dawson, who had been in all three. She was in Daredevil, mm -hmm. she was in Jessica Jones, and now she was in Luke Cage. Uh, oh, okay, so that makes but, sense. And then Iron Fist brought her as well as Hogarth, who was in Jessica Jones, and then the Defenders brings them all together. But you because definitely notice that they start leaning harder on trying to interconnect stories and leave things open around Daredevil season two. Then Luke Cage is when it starts to be like, hey, just focus on a. And then one story. of the characters cheated on Luke Cage. Kinda. Just the way that yeah. She. Yeah. She had sex and then she like bailed on him and then. Shot him in the face. Who tried to who tried to kill who? Somebody she, was under the spell of the Purple Man. She was. No, he no, was. He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. The bad. The, the antagonist in the Jessica Jones show. I was just trying to figure out like. Like how you cheat on someone? Like, well, this guy's bulletproof. I'm gonna fuck him for a while, and they're like, nah, I figured out how to make She it like work. bailed on him. She, she, I don't know. They had they had a fight because he was under he was under someone's spell. Oh. And uh, they fought, but then she never called him. They rebelled. Yeah, 
just just ditched him. Yeah, it happens. How do you think that We've conversation went? It's like you were under somebody else's mind spell as you're like trying to figure out your variety. Well, they actually they, they have the conversation. They have the conversation yeah. in the Defenders, but they don't talk about that. They just I'm talk about the, like I'm also the data. They're like, yeah, sorry how things went down the last time we saw each other. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, you know, you could have called and just like, you have a phone too. Something along those lines. There's yes. a part where Luke Cage saves Jessica Jones from being crushed by something and mm-hmm. he ends up in like a uh, sexual position <laughs> on top of her and then like, she's like, remember this? And he's like, yeah. I can support that. But they don't, yeah. they don't address, like, are they going to get together? I think so. Because he's with Claire. Yeah, but they're making it awkward between them, like they're gonna turn that. Ah, Luke doesn't seem the kind of guy to cheat on. Nah, no, Claire will probably guy. leave him. Like, you know what? I'm done with all you dipshits that are trying to die every night. Maybe. Why don't you fuck that crazy it's, drunk? It's been real good, and one of the things that we talked about is that if, if you're gonna watch any of it, it probably behooves you not to binge it all in mm-hmm. one sitting. Should stretch it out a little bit. No, I wouldn't say hop around. That could be a little confusing. Yeah, that'll fun. Although right that could be fun. Um, I mean, like if you're gonna watch eight to ten episodes of one of those shows, yeah, do it over the course of a week or two. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like figure out what the actual time. Don't watch it all like in this. one or two days. Yeah, don't get up in the morning and slam it unless you've like already these got, like, guys when it was released at one a.m. Mm-hmm. They just watched it all throughout the night. So yeah, I'm sure if you put everything together in one big timeline throughout all the shows, like it kind of matches up a little differently, oh, like episode be, to episode. That would be interesting if we could put that, I think all four of those shows chronologically and I, watch them. I think they are subsequent though. I know people who did I, that with- I don't think they cross yeah. over that much. They did that with a Game of Thrones thing, like they basically- Marvel movies had, do. Yeah. I know people that did that with like the writing of Game of Thrones, like the books, A Song mm-hmm. of Ice and Fire books. Yeah. Where like George is very open about him writing like different chapters at different times. So like even the very first two chapters of the books that you read, the big thing at Winterfell and then Danny thing, he even says like those are technically eight months apart. Like if you put it in the timeline, but he just put those chapters back to back together. So there are people that based off of interviews have made a timeline of all of his books and made like a written out book of uh the timeline matching up instead of the way George does it. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was the same thing. It's like, oh, if you read it all in chronological order, this whole different thing. That timeline definitely exists for the movies, but I, th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's just subsequent. That makes sense. Just through Claire. It's like right. just because you she, saw right. this. You're right. She's slowly You're gaining right. knowledge of him as it goes. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. oh yeah, there was a guy here last night. So you have one of those moments with like, so you have one movie where this scene happens, but then another movie comes out, and then you see a scene, and technically, if you combine those two scenes together, one was 30 minutes before. Yeah, like or the, like Deadpool would probably be in a weird spot with the crashed helicarriers in between yeah. the mm-hmm. movies. Well, since you brought up Game of Thrones, yeah. I think we're the only two people here that watched it. Balls deep. Yes, you are. You haven't watched any of it? I watched the first episode, and then I couldn't... It was too oh, yeah. He's not into horse. He's not into horse and sword fantasy. Yeah, neither am I. Ah. But and it's usually not that type. But they display themselves. Ah, it I was. Can't. It is a play. This I was. I got. I got to tell you though. I. I don't want to give too much information away. I'll tell you off off the record. But like, I got so pumped up at the end of this season. Yeah. It is fan like. I guess if you're comparing it, I'm the biggest book nerd on it. It's the only thing I've ever fanboyed out about. Like, the people that learn orcish and, like, elfish from the Lord of the Rings books, that's the level of Game of Thrones. Like, the book-wise thing, that's 100% my first thing. 
So, like, comparing it to the show, I would say, like, so, like, the show has finally reached that point where they have nothing left because they ran out of source They've material. They've the books. But there's a weird asterisk to it. It's like, but we've done it long enough. So we've had a bunch of fans be able to, like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. So you're able to, like, well, we don't have, like, an outline for what's going to happen. They're so continuing just, along the vein yeah. of how it was staged. I think they're doing a lot of things. They're like, well, a lot of people on Twitter want this to happen, and we're already going to get... Let's just go ahead with the full fan service. Let's push this, the throttle This finale up. was unbelievably fucking nuts. I've been fully on board with the fact that Everything that they do in the show has been extremely metal, and from a visual standpoint, I'm like, that was awesome. But like, how they get to each scenario, I'm like, that was really dumb. There's a character, name is uh, Lord Baelish, Peter Baelish, yep. and he has been, since the beginning, like, the vizier kind. He's like, he's the guy that whispers in your ear to tell you things to do. He's a manipulator, he amasses influence and power, um, and, He's been a scumbag since day one, just varying degrees of scumbaggery. Yeah. And he was pitting the, the two sisters against each other, manipulating them, uh, uh, Sansa Stark and Arya Stark, who's not known to be trifled with at this point. And the best, well, I don't know if it was the best scene in the episode, but it was definitely up there. Um, she is starting to distrust Arya, which, she actually did, and apparently I read that they mm-hmm. had edited a scene out of the show where where she goes to talk to Bran, and uh, I just got to say this because this was so well done, where they have a room of, of guards, and Sansa, the Lady of Winterfell, is sitting there, and Arya comes in, and she's surrounded by all these guards, and Baelish is off to the side, like, just standing there like a douche, and uh, she says, you're you being charged with treason and murder, how do you plead to those charges, Lord Baelish? And he's just sitting there like smug, and he's like, what? What, me? And then, oh my God, when they just Mm -hmm. have that whole interaction with him, and then he starts like pleading, crying for his life, Ari just walks up and slits his throat and walks away. That was like my sister asked you a question. I was like, what? That was the one of the weirdest part. Like, it's so obvious that- I cheered. Uh, it was such a good fan service moment. Oh, yeah. But it's so obvious they're like, well, let's just do things that people want. I cheered. Like, no, I, I, I cheered. Just yeah, how quickly yeah. he went from like, I'm in charge of everything to yeah. like crying. Like, oh, like, yeah. Well, Little bitch. Uh, it was so quick, though. Little it bitch. made me like, oh, I don't trust this. And well, like, but you know, look who he's asserted himself over mm-hmm. throughout the beginning women. Oh, no, that's 100% true. Like, there are times, like, it's so hard, especially lately, once they've run us source material, like, what are things that these show creators are setting up? Yeah. And what just turns out to be later is bad writing. Like, in the second episode, you're like, why would this character do this? Yeah. And then, like, usually, two to three episodes later, you're like, oh, it was a big plot. This one, you're like, oh, you're just, no, you're just doing a thing. Like, you're getting to a point. Like, that one just didn't make sense. There's a lot. We found out that... The main character, Jon Snow, is not a bastard, and he's actually mm-hmm. a Targaryen, and now he's fucking his aunt. Which was which is acceptable fun. in Targaryen. Uh, yeah, it's lineage. definitely accessible or accessible. It's uh, acceptable in Targaryen land. What I thought was especially funny from a creative like film standpoint was that 
they're interposing, like, they're sh telling, like, this big they're reveal. telling that he's her nephew. Yeah. While as they're fucking. While he's fucking her. So, like, the big reveal, it was great. basically the entire series <laughs> of the person we've barely been paying attention to. Like, oh, look, this bastard kid who just got sent off and survived everything. Jon Snow. Oh, yeah, he's the heir, which makes sense on, like, a stereotypical, like, Arthur Arthurian. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy you thought wasn't the king. He's the king, and he lived the life of, like, poverty. But the fact that they chose to reveal that as he's fucking the character that later become, like, well, later, is always been his, like, aunt. Yeah. It is acceptable in the terms of the rules we've created in the universe. Her it's parents just, were siblings. Yeah, it's just funny that in the, the <laughs> way they decided to show it in the show, it's like, all right, we're going to very purely lay out how this relationship is incest. But also put the lines over the actual incest happening. While he knocks on her door and like she you, lets him in, and then you're the watching is, him fuck her as another character is explaining how they're related. So you're wonderful. like, well, this isn't Ocean's Eleven, like, and this is how we got into the vault. Best direction you've ever had. <laughs> like, it was, it was a, it was a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic episode. That's my, my new word. I'm gonna use fantastic for everything. It's tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> It was good. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to next season. There's a lot that's going to go down in that show. That's going to be the last funny. season, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. I thought it was funny how many people are applying, like, real science from the real world. Like, at this point, where the show writers have clearly shown, right. like, how the ratings get there so We're fast. getting to the end of this. We're going to skip by some science and logical shit. Let's just skip by that. And then how many other people, like, fans, will try to theorize, like, all right, well, the dragon got taken taken over by the dead people and now he breathes blue fire and technically blue fire is hotter than regular fire so it's hotter so he should be able to like they're just no they're this just doing blue. cgi blue fire because it's really cool yeah like it's like they're not blue fire is less expensive than orange fire kid that's hollywood mm -hmm. 101 <laughs> if, if they're gonna skip over and just pretend you don't notice how fast it would take a raven to fly literally 1800 kilometers they're not focused on like the color of fire temperature after yeah. the, let's just stop it yeah you're thinking more doctor who level yeah. it's fun to theorize like yeah it's fun it's fun it's, but don't get caught shit up that's in not, just don't make shit up for the sake of saying a thing <laughs> so you two went to see Inhumans yeah yeah Tell us about it without spoiling it too much. Nah, fuck you. It's getting spoiled. Spoilers. There's a uh, show called Inhumans. Marvel's it's coming on uh, TV of the Marvel Universe. There's not that much to spoil in it without like just telling you the whole thing. Cause Does it, he wear the suit? It's no. very much the first. He doesn't wear the mask. Did that bother you? He wore, no. I really don't. I didn't give a shit about these characters going in, so... You wanted him to see the. You wanted to see the mask. I do think that helps. I've doesn't thought he, about doesn't, this his, doesn't his mask have the pitchfork on top, like yeah. like yeah. yeah. Okay. I do think it helped that I went into it expecting shit. Cause, okay. Because it was it was fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's a Marvel TV show. Ramsey Bolton's in it. He oh, plays the character. Yeah. He it's, plays. He uh, plays it's Max better Max. than the first season of Shield. And really? I, and I really like the first season. You can say that from the first two. Are episodes? they like superheroes? The first two episodes like, of this were like an X Men. They're style? like mutants. They're uh, genetically uh, crossbred. There's this humans. Myth. There's this ancient. No, those are the Inhumans on Earth, and they kind of explain that in the show. Okay, okay. The Inhumans on the Moon are the actual dis like the straight descendant descendants of the, the people. Yeah, the Kree. But they didn't use Kree, did they? No, of the alien race that visited forever ago, right, and right. then they escaped to Adelan. Okay. But the people they left behind yeah. 
mated with humans. So now everybody changing from the Terragenesis down below is oh, kind of a half-breed. Okay. So there's this thing called the Terragen Mist, that when you breathe it as a human, it makes your mutant or inhuman qualities manifest. It activates okay. your alien DNA. And you go through a Sega Genesis. Yeah. A Terragenesis. <laughs> <laughs> but when we were in the movie theater, every time they said, they was just like, oh, he's going through a Sega Genesis. <laughs> I, or you know they were, they kept saying Terra Genesis and yeah. as a, I was like I can't wait to have my own Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to buy Sonic. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and loosely tied in. Well, we thought it was gonna tie in somewhat to Agents of Shield because they brought up Inhumans on that show. But now we're looking at the royal family, which are direct descendants. It's the royals. Yep. Basically, they're trying to bring mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe because. Disney Marvel does not own X-Men. Their so film rights to X-Men. They can't use mutants or any X-Men. Right. So who owns it? Uh, Fox. 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 20th Century Fox. So back when in the 80s when Marvel was going bankrupt, they sold off some of their, uh, their stuff. That's why Spider-Man is with Sony and Marvel doesn't make Spider-Man movies. Um, mm. And any X-Men movies uh, of, the, of the main X-Men is owned by Fox. So it's something that ninety-nine percent of people would never get the argument over, right. except for it's just like a couple of people knowing how to make money are like, no. Well, well, that's what's even worse is it's not over making money. It's a weird, it's a weird cock measurement thing in Hollywood. They've never made money with it. Fantastic Four has been a failure four fucking times. But they have to keep making movies if, if they you want don't to maintain. If the you rights. don't put out a production every seven or ten years, depending on the contract, you you the rights revert back to the creator. Does that work for normal things? Some. It depends on the contract. So like if I bought like, all the rights to fucking Nicki Minaj's music like in 10 years. No, that's different. Okay. But like film rights. Oh. Film rights. Film production and distribution rights. Yeah. Oh, that's right. interesting. They revert back if you don't use so, the So, did you happen to see the last Spider-Man movie? The most recent one? Homecoming. The one that, that was like a whole different cast of characters? That they yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. I know that existed. So, the thing is, is that Sony worked out a deal with Marvel Cinema. Marvel Prime. Yeah. Disney right. Marvel. And uh, they said, hey, we'll work together. And as a result, they were able to do some of that crossover stuff, like Iron Man and the Avengers uh, are talked about and referenced seen in the Spider-Man movie, and Spider-Man was in a Marvel movie. But the reason the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies existed seven years after the Tobey Maguire ones mm -hmm. is so that they wouldn't have to let... Marvel get the rights back because Marvel will get the rights back to it if Sony doesn't make. They're not making. I thought it was just feel like it's okay. time for Spider-Man again. They make it because they're like, we got eighteen months and then we've got to yeah, give so this money. From back. my perspective, it's like one big giant entity. It's like we did Spider-Man. Wait a while. Like we're gonna do it again. Right. Like, and you think it's the but, same. But this time Marvel made a deal with Sony, or, or more likely Sony made a deal mm -hmm. with Marvel, um, so that in Marvel in uh, Avengers Civil War. Uh, we were able to get Spider-Man, yep. ah. which was awesome. Because Sony corporate found out that Sony Pictures was withholding Spider-Man during that mm. email leak after uh, the stupid James Franco, Seth Rogen movie. So there's a bunch of weird fake politics. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. So, so there was a Sony heroes. email hack over that, that movie, and Sony Japan became aware of the fact that the studios were telling each other, go fuck yourselves, we're not sharing anything. And they were like, no, 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 no. We sell most most of the equipment that they project the show. This isn't how we make money. You fucking share the yeah. kids' stories. Yeah, because Sony, I mean, Sony can make 
They don't. You know, they could make a hundred million dollars on the Spider-Man movie, okay, yeah. or they could work with Marvel and make, make three hundred million. Three hundred million because that movie's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, or or something along those lines. And so they got told, like, hey, quit. Quit doing this bullshit. We're gonna keep it so nobody does better. They're still owning the rights. Is, yeah, but like with Fantastic Four, it's not that they think they're gonna make a good Fantastic Four movie. It's they'd rather lose with that property than see Marvel win with it. So some actual superhero alliances within those universes were predicated off like business alliances in the real life. Well, yeah. not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily predicated. Were ruined because ruined. Oh, right. It's undone everything. Like Wolverine because is an Avenger, but he can't show up. In the Avengers, because 20th Century Fox owns the rights and they hate Marvel Disney. Right. So, in other words, yeah, like there are certain X Men and Fantastic Four characters that would have been key to the comic stuff. Like, like in the Marvel owns the comic rights; they can use everybody because it's all theirs. Um, but if they wanted to do film adaptations of some of those comic stuff. They can't use some of those characters because of 2002. Because they, so, so they can't yeah, because use because Stan Lee sold the rights in '97 for Spider-Man when he was desperate to Sony right. and didn't retain it and do it independently okay. like he did. So in other words, like Marvel can't use mutants because they got rid of the, in movies because they got rid of part the, of the to part that. of the contract said like, but they were buying the right to the word mutants. So when you if you saw uh, Age of Ultron and you saw Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They're technically mutants, mm -hmm. but they had to like retcon them in the Avengers movie because they can't use them as mutants. But they weren't they weren't part of the mutant mm -hmm. uh, properties that were sold to Fox. They're, they're both Quicksilver's in both universes. I remember seeing there's that. Certain oh, that's, deal. that's right. There's certain properties that fall into both because the wording's vague enough on mm -hmm. the the contracts. They're not technically mutants. They were born that way. They're Magneto's children with another so Fair enough. they're born superheroes so well, but, but the point but, still holds yeah but that's but there's weird shit like that like the and I know the creator some super will hear this. scroll oh like this the scroll the scroll that's part of the fantastic four thing but they only bought specific characters they didn't buy mm -hmm. the name scroll so they can still use scroll in the marvel movies they just can't use any of the main characters and that are scrolls one of the reasons why marvel did a strong push for inhumans was because they're like getting mutants, but without using. And he, the yeah, there was, was like a toy sales thing too, because there was something different between an action figure and like a doll of a representation. I well, and that's see, that. and that's another funny thing because mm -hmm. even though Marvel gave up the film distribution rights to some of those uh, pieces, they still get the toy. But they get the toy. They're no, they're allowed to distribute toys against. They don't get the money for what I'm film saying. toys. Oh, so, so all right. So, so Spider-Man, the movie action figure, Sony doesn't get that money. But Sony doesn't. Marvel not, does. Or Marvel doesn't. Oh. But Marvel's totally allowed to have a Marvel Selects fucking Spider-Man right next to it, and a Spider-Man and Friends, and a Spider-Man Web Slingers, and a Spider-Man Shorties, and those are all allowed to compete. It looked like for a while Marvel was going to phase out some of their mutant properties in the comics because they don't own the rights to it. And if, yeah. they, if they did promote it, all they would be doing would be helping Fox make more money. Yeah. Because the scripts are coming from the comics. Yeah, they're basically writing scripts. There was a decree for like seven years not to write new stories for the X-Men. 
because they don't own the rights to the movies. Mm -hmm. So why bother? And now that they're going back to writing stories for the X-Men, they purposely convoluted the shit out of it at the beginning of the story and involved a bunch of time travel and three versions of the same character. It seems retconned, whatever you want. Well, no, to purposely make it so convoluted that it wouldn't, it's not approachable for Fox. They'd have to reboot the We're hoping that at some point Fox just steps up to the table like Sony did and says, we're willing to make a shitload of money Mm -hmm. if you'll work with us. But we're not at that point quite yet. But I mean, Hugh Jackman even said on TV in like shitloads of interviews, they they need to let me, they like they need to sit down and let me be in the Avengers. I've read all these books studying source material, and it's yeah, just he, a shame that they're ruining these stories. That would be us. great if he shows up in like Infinity War. Like, if there's shit going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. That'd be so. I'd fucking cry. I'd be so happy if they did a fastball special. Right, because you get more, especially on that kind of thing for crossover movies. Like, that is going to be more predicated towards the people who, like, really want that type of thing as yeah. opposed to, like, your obvious... So, like, that movie where you have the 15 minutes of Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine, like, he's here! I want him to... Like, yeah. that's... You're going to make more money off that guy freaking out about that oh, than yeah. the guy who's like, oh, it's Hugh Jackman! Right? Yep. So I guess it makes more sense to let him do that. Like, at least economically, even but if you don't they, give a shit about it. It's, it's a pride issue, it seems like, with... He told him he'd keep being Wolverine for additional years if they'd share his... his character yeah. with Marvel and they told him no. That'd be great. We'd, ra- we'd rather reboot your universe than... So it's like a couple people on coke as opposed to... Like, you can make more... <laughs> I would love... You can make more money. It's I would like love to see... I'm going to say it's like picture every agent for Fox uh, as Len Grossman from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm going to come over there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some random interview. Oh, I know this is completely derailing, but I saw some derailing. random interview with Tom Cruise who saw it and like they were advertising him to like, basically, would you do this? Cause it is silly. Like, we know this is essentially not worth your time for who you are. But he's like, I'll do it. I just, he was like basing it off every agent he's ever dealt with or like done. He's like, uh, I want to be balding and give me giant hands and I'll do it. Yep. Like, essentially, that was his only, like, just give me the big hands. That's dope. <laughs> Because you know he's is. taking that out on everyone. It's like people that he was like that when he's coming up to yeah. auditions for and like oh I know you you were that guy. I'd like to see. I hope there's stuff like behind the scenes because I would love to see even a gathering of the Illuminati prior to any of the. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, Infinity. Was just like a sneak of it at the yeah, end of Black yeah, Panther. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know you get you get you yeah. Know, obviously, we wouldn't get a Reed Richards, but Doctor Strange, Professor yeah. X. Throwing some Mariner, like who the fuck's this guy? And then I mean, we know, but people watching the movie might not know. I would pay to go see a post-credit scene where one of the characters looks at Namor and goes, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Marvel. Marvel has the TV rights to Namor, not the film. Fuck. I would pay so much money to be like, "Here it comes." I just love the quote. See like Doctor Strange or something like fucking just have. Robert Downey Jr. Who's, who the who, fuck is this guy? I would love the quote. Who's the guy with the scaly pants? <laughs> that was some PR guy during the term. Like, I would pay to see the post credit scene and be in the office. Like, that's the guy! That's the fish! That's the guy! Get him! I told you about him. <laughs> that's who we're advertising to. But yeah, in humans, I, I give it like a C plus or a B minus. It wasn't as bad as people were saying it was. Uh, can we spoil minor things? Yeah, go ahead. Because you asked. I don't care. Someone asked. Was it Nate? Someone asked if Medusa's hair. Yeah. Looks as shitty as it does in the previews. No. You don't have to worry about that through the end of the 
Like, it looks good. No, no. Oh. You don't have to worry about how her hair works as tensile utensils for the whole thing. She gets Do punished you? in yeah. one of the episodes, and there's she's gone. That's it. No, no she's not dead. Okay. Well, can we just say? Yeah, they okay, cut her so hair off. They they hold her down and they sh they buzz her hair off. That's at the end of the coup. There's a coup, right. and they send Maximus. all the royals to Earth. And the this the brother of Black Bolt, Maximus, Maximus, who's not inhuman. Right. He his DNA didn't turn when he was up on the moon. And he, we didn't go through Sega Genesis. And, and <laughs> apparently on the moon, if you if you're not like a distinguished inhuman, you work the fucking mines. It's a caste system. Oh, nice. And he doesn't work the caste. He works for his brother, and he overthrows the government. Yeah, yeah, I saw that happen. Yep. Does her hair grow back? Don't the don't think so. Nine. Well, we were talking about this. Is like the in the comics when her hair historically gets cut, it's like her life force. So she should be dead. Maybe it's because they just kind of gave her a GI Jane. They didn't go all the way like Professor X. They shaved snakes. They left like, enough. What's the measurement? Maybe she's dark. also all oh, natural. Uh, well, her her name's Medusa. Her hair acts as the snakes, but they're not actual snakes. It's just still uh, hair. Okay. And her hair looks really good. There's a part where her and Black Bolt are like fucking. And or they're in their postcoital glow. Yeah. And <laughs> they're like laying on top of each other, and her hair like looks really good. Yeah. And then it doesn't look very good. So and they're not she, literally shaving snakes. Off no. The top. Oh, that's a little different. <laughs> a little harder to be like. Oh, oh. Lockjaw looked dope as shit. Yeah. Lockjaw was good. The way they do Karnak special effects for him. Being able to see the way things All could right, go so or directions is pretty well, dope. Well, watching it, I just couldn't go the other night. I had to work. It's very Doctor Strange. Work how Karnak works. Oh, really? The visuals. Okay. Yeah. But so there, there's a part where, like, he dies a couple times and then he comes back because that's his power. But uh, there's a part where he's like. Great Karnak? He's. he's <laughs> his, he has the power to hold an envelope up to his head and read what's inside. Answer the question. <laughs> um, we all have so many envelopes just on here. <laughs> but we couldn't get the envelopes because the rights to the envelopes are owned by Fox. So. <laughs> uh, no, um, so there's a part where he gets like he falls down this cliff face and he doesn't die, but he but, gets concussed and his powers are all fucked up because his his brain's off. Yeah. Well, he has to die to be able to redo it. So by concussing the shit out of himself, he's just slowed himself down. And that's a nice, like, twist on yeah. the character after it. All right, well. There's also they a great. Took some, they took some rights. Uh, there's a great scene where a waitress is, is, like, visually flirting with Karnak, and then he just tells her, like, savagely, like, oh, I'd love you for a day, and then by the end of the second day, I'd want to kill you. And it's, it's, yeah, it, it was know? funny as fuck. Ah, shit. I should know his name. I can look it up in two, yeah. two, two shakes, shakes of a person. Speaking of casting, Nightwing's been casted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to be Brenton Thwaites yeah. from yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. It's this little handsome bastard. Is that the fourth bastard. one? Like, what is uh, the Dick universe that's based on? Because I know I've heard that. Oh, dark yeah. Thing. Yeah. Is Nightwing is uh, Batman. It's the original Robin. Ooh. Dick Grayson's grown-up Robin. Yeah. He's got a black and in blue Oh, I thought it said top. Never mind. Tegan Croft is playing Raven, and Anna Diop or Dwop is playing Starfire. Oh, so they're doing Teen Titans? Oh, this is for the Teen Titans show that's going to be on the DC streaming service in 2018. But they fucked this time. Yeah. 
I uh, know I'm I'm batshit <laughs> excited for this, and it's gonna be it's Beast Boy. It's produced. They haven't said yet. It's gonna be produced by uh, I think it's Berlanti and the team. Really? Yeah. Like this is so no crossover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's open for it, and it looks like oh my god! If the streaming service, because that's launching with Young Justice. This is the way to phase out Arrow. Yep. You bring in the Titans, and, and then you make let Arrow. Oliver control. He's the elder statesman. Right. And they timed it perfectly for like the when they first started Teen Titans, like the kids that grew up with that. And like if you start it now, it's like that's that generation. Yeah. Like yeah, we're gonna be on board. Teen Titans go. The, the, the kids who were teenagers when the Teen Titans started though are um, <laughs> your age. Uh, no, they're uh, ink one I can't. I can't read this. Goddamn, too poor. Hi, <laughs> Deacon. <laughs> no, Deacon, Deacon's the target market for Teen Titans. Really? De yeah, Deacon was a teenager when they launched Teen Titans. He's into it. But that's how long the Teen that, Titans have been about. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought like five. Mm -mm. Early to mid-80s is when they, they hit hard. Cyborg was like one of the first... Um, no. No, I guess I'm thinking like that, that, that would have been my era. Deacon's not, he's about my age. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't yeah, recall I forget Teen how Titans in the, in, the, in the early mid-80s. Yeah, Late-80s, early-90s, if that. That's when they had like the Ghost Bear and shit, and they were already changing up the team. No. Well, I think this would I be a perfect opportunity to phase out Arrow. No, Robin was in short shorts in yeah. the original Teen Titans books. Oh, yeah. That, that was... Oh, you're talking about the books. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the show. Oh, no, 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 no. I just knew no, 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 no. right. that was a thing from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. right. You're right. I was like, That was what my nephew and Chip watched. Yes, definitely. Inhumans still made $1.5 million. Which is impressive because there were six people in our theater. <laughs> and, and I do think it's being hurt by the negative press. Because oh, yeah. I think a lot of people aren't seeing it that would wholeheartedly enjoy it. It made $2.6 million off of TV pilot. So I'd say that's a fucking win, right? Yeah. How would you compare it to Suicide Squad? Oh, it was leaps and bounds better than Suicide Squad. They, yeah, they were going for story. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and I th and it and it's it's set it up to be. They knew what they were doing from jump. There, there was no. They weren't feeling out a storyline. The character introductions weren't for the sake of character introductions. I think it's going to be a good mini series. All right. All right. Black Agar Boltagon. Black Agar Boltagon. That's Black, Black Bolt's real name, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, that tickled us in the park. Fuck, dude, I, I'm now I'm only thinking about Green Arrow and, and the Outsiders. Well, that's the other interesting thing, though, about Titans is, is Dick's definitely Dick. He's the original Robin. Batman exists. Batman has to exist. Well, Not they mentioned that in uh, Arrow once, didn't they? Yeah, but now it's going to be unavoidable. It's yeah. the, it's the guy he's trying not to become. Well, no, they won't. They won't focus on that. They'll say, yeah, the guy who trained me is is kind of dark. But the they'll, they'll have to at least address that he was Robin. That was even like in the press release. That's fair. For the thing that he's playing. All right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because. Mmm, mm, boy. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm excited, actually. I, I think bringing Nightwing to the TV is a great idea. I was telling Mitch when we were talking about Batman Beyond recently, it's a shame Conroy's not just like a little bit more broad-shouldered because he could play old man Batman. Yeah. That would be so fantastic. Michael Keaton would play a great 
Oh, yeah. Older Batman. You think he'd do a TV show? Yeah. No, dude. He's going through career renaissance right now. Yeah. Yeah. He That's might. why I don't think he would either. He it's not necessarily the stigma of the TV. It's if you can get better work. leaps and bounds money yeah. and scheduling over having to work weekly. Fuck that. What about Kilmer? <laughs> he would probably take it, but he he's would, in bad shape. He'd love to do it. He's in bad shape from what I, I've seen and heard. Oh yeah. Um, what else is What else has been out there? What are, what are we watching? He's going um, for Brando. Did we did Ducktales. Ooh. Did they really? Yeah. So good. fucking good. Is it still cartoon stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And is the tech. What's it on? Uh, Disney XD. Disney XD. Ooh. That could be a fun one. It's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. It's almost too good. Yeah. Because it's, it's like a... I feel like most kids' cartoons are getting worse mm-hmm. in serialization from where they were when we were kids in the 90s. I feel like... The mid-90s was kind of the apex for yeah. let's treat children like adults and just give them great cartoons. And then now yeah. it's back to like, fuck them. They just like bright colors. <laughs> and, and this DuckTales like really hinged itself on a through storyline and, and having like real nuanced elements of their family and things going on. And I I think that's awesome. Most it definitely had more depth. Yes, a lot more. Than the old DuckTales. There's, there's just such a funny thing to say in general. It is. <laughs> but, you know, you find out that there was fractured relationships between mm-hmm. their Uncle Donald and now that they find out that Scrooge McDuck is their uncle. Great, uncle. great uncle. So there's, there's a fractured relationship, which makes them now reevaluate what they think of their Uncle Donald because now they're like, whoa, they have a whole new... Uh, admiration for him because of what he's done, and then they also see that their mom was involved, and uh, and there's 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 just I don't know depth is really the best word I think to use. It, it definitely makes I mean the I story go, and the characters. Yes, and I rewatch cartoons from when I was a kid because I'm a loser stoner, mm-hmm. and they get boring sometimes because there is not a lot of substance to them. I haven't rewatched it. I do a lot of Adventure Time, but I didn't watch it as it was coming up anyway. Yeah, so I do the same stoner thing. Yeah. But like even the new Ninja Turtles that I showed Mitch, like that's it's depth that makes that fun to watch. I wouldn't sit down and watch an hour and a half of fucking '89 Ninja Turtles. Right. I'm too Why much. Not? Well, because it fucking fry my brain. I'll watch 20 minutes. You ever watched the Cufflinks episode? Yeah. I know you. Will. I've watched every episode. Oh man, but I li- I like that people are starting to do more thought-out cartoons yeah, for kids. I've always been more involved in, like, yeah, documentaries. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about singing that for karaoke if he has it. Did you see Mommy, De- Mommy Dearest? Uh-uh. Dude, see what? That, Mommy Dead, That looks Mommy like Dearest. it'll, like, ruin a whole day for me, though. In a Mommy way. Dead, Mommy Dearest? Yeah. Is this, yes. like, a horror movie? No, it's no, a it's documentary. It's uh, about Joan Crawford? No, about one of the more recent <laughs> and also you, just, in general, Explosive uh, Munchausen by proxy cases, mm-hmm. and it's insane. Like, ah, uh, like I've been a documentary. It's HBO, I'm not watching. right? What's it? Yes, what's it about specifically. Uh, without giving anything away, basically, just woman alert. is uh, yeah, spoiler alert is using her daughter as a Munchausen by proxy case and like getting free houses, saying like, oh, we escaped Katrina. She has cerebral palsy and this and this. So the girl's basically People living with it. Her. System. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, but she's not involved in that, and she ends up killing her mother. So, like, one night, like, people that have followed it just see a Facebook post from this girl that they think is literally mentally retarded, has no teeth, like, can't walk for herself, like, and then they just see this Facebook post, is like, yay, the bitch is dead. Like, oh. Well, that's a little, like, did you get hacked? Because before it was all like, we're Katrina survivors, we did that, like, this, and then you, as you get into it, you find out more, and, like, it's insane. And then, actually, part of it, what's pretty funny, like, the story itself is in general, like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Part of it, what makes it so hilarious, is, like, there's so many, like, deep, deep South people that remind me of the people that I grew up with. It's like, they're talking to people, like, so, like, how did you not realize your daughter was about to kill your ex-wife? She's like, I don't know, we just from South Louisiana, we never, like... It's the most like, oh my god, no, no! It's like the story itself is crazy, and then everybody involved, you're like, no, no! Is it based what? on a true story? It, no, no, it it's is a, a true story. It's a documentary. Oh, fuck! Yeah. I recommend watching that and Tickled back to back. The, the Tickled is fucking tickled. nuts. What's Tickled? Tickled will tickle your fucking fancy. You know that bastard died. Yes. Yeah. And then, explain. That's another one that you literally cannot give you the full, like, oh, I'm interested in this without spoiling anything. Basically... Best documentary I've ever seen. There is a journalist who discovers there is a competitive tickling league mm -hmm. in Los Angeles and New York, I think, initially. And he researches it, and it gets fucking weird and dark and crazy just immediately. The best way to phrase like, the way it would fuck up, like, if I'm hiding something from you, my first reaction. You're like, hey man, are you are you doing this thing? No, Mitch, what the fuck you even talk? No, I've never been involved in that. And I'm never even, the fact you even bring that up, I'm never going to speak to you again. Like, yeah. That's pretty obvious. They're like, I think he's doing that thing. The journalist like, definitely I asked doing him about like a fluff piece <laughs> on like, this is a weird thing I discovered. Let's write an internet article on competitive tickling to like, what, what Chance mm -hmm. is saying of like, no, these guys are all hiding something from me, even though I'm writing a fluff when piece. And anyone on the dollop, Dave Anthony and Gareth, uh, yeah. Gareth's podcast, podcast, and talked about it and got crazy support from the dollop fans mm -hmm. and funded the podcast, funded the documentary with HBO. He seems yeah. like, like he made crazy documentaries about weird people, like Juggalos, people that do like what's the heavy metal band, uh, Guar Noir. I can't yeah. remember. Guar. The like follow, it's like so he's doing like little spec ops piece on all these different people. So he sees a competitive tickling league and was like, that seems interesting, and sends an email to the company that's in charge of all of it, and they immediately were like, we are not going to be associated with a homosexual journalist, like because he's yeah, like, that's he's right. this gay dude I from New about Zealand. All this crazy it's not a big deal. He's like, yeah, I got gay married. He's not. It's New Zealand. No one gives a shit. But they were like, you're a little gay kiwi. Like went off and attacked him immediately. So of course he totally is like. Uh, yeah, now I'm double interested. Right, now what are you really hiding? And that's in the first double 30 down. seconds of the documentary that he thinks yeah. is hilarious. He's like, so I wanted to cover a competitive tickling league. They responded back with all of that. And my first response was like, well, this is kind of a gay thing you're doing here. <laughs> like, like <it's, laughs> you're doing the competitive tickling? Like, well, like, now I'm double interested. I would lose. Dude, no, he's, uh, it's one of the... Screw movie documentary. Screw like the genre. Do it. That's one of the greatest things. Oh, you just check it out. Have you seen, then, have you seen uh, the Island of Misfits? The uh, Doctor Moreau. 
documentary? There's an island to it. No, I've been saying like oh, the last God. five years, it's time. Like they remake it every thirty years from like nineteen twenty, they did a fifty. This is a documentary though on the Brandon Val Kilmer yeah. one. It's the funniest movie I've seen in ten years. It's a documentary about them making that movie. It's the documentary. Yeah. Was of, he just like fucking people in cat eye contact constantly? I, I, I can't even get into it without it being a way long conversation. Uh, I have to watch that. It's that's on they Netflix. should make the movie again. It's on itself. Netflix. Better than the movie. It's a movie the, about the them making the movie. Oh, God. He went a little weird on that one. You will crack up watching it. They've done it. that with a few, though. You know, like, the, the Death of Superman is a documentary about making the movie. I watched that recently. Tarkovsky's Dune as yep. another one. There's no, like, scandal behind it, but there's a documentary about how hard it was to make the first Jaws. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just being like, we had not... They basically released all these actors on this island to fuck everybody as they were trying to make the shark work for 15 minutes of a scene. Yeah. So it made it extend longer to the point where Richard Dreyfuss was like, this thing's gonna suck! And then he went to a movie where everyone cheered. It was like, this is the best thing I've ever been a part of. Like, fuck you, Richard. Like, nah. <laughs> so loud, so fat. <laughs> what about Bob's coming for you fast? Mm, that's one of my, I watched it, it's on Stars. which <laughs> The only reason anyone should have that streaming service was to watch American Gods yep. and then cancel. Which is why I watched it. Yep. You watched American Gods? I did. I uh, I saw the first two episodes, devoured the book before the third one. Nice. And then when it... I, the book's great. It is. I like the... It's one of the few things that I like uh, some of the changes that they did. Like, some of the ones you're forced to do because you have to upgrade technology. Like, obviously, Tech Boy can't yeah. be like, I'm playing a Game Boy. Like, yeah. well, it's new. Like, you have to update. And some of the other ones, they just, quote-unquote, made up. Like, uh, Mad Sweeney being more involved. and all like, I really liked a lot of that. You've been watching Preacher, Matt. Uh, I'm catching up. Where, uh, where are you at? I'm at the part... I uh, just found out that Dennis is Cassidy's son. Oh, okay. And... Uh, That's a pretty cool reveal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were held hostage. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Tulip went back to the bar and had them shoot her. Yep, to win the money. Yeah, and that's, well, just to get over the fear of being shot. Right. And that's the last last thing. Oh, I man. I still have like four or five episodes. Yeah, I you, know. it gets so good. I know. Right now, uh, it's, it's hit a real stride. It's getting better, and that's why I'm watching it slowly when I can. I'll, I'll probably get caught up this week when I have time. No, that's definitely one of those shows where I can only watch one a week. Yeah, it's, it's too it's fucking. Little, I watched two the other day, and I was like, eh, that bummed much. me out. Yeah, I just I needed to get caught up. Yeah, you know, I feel obligated because I've recorded it and we talk about it. Oh, and I, it's I don't know. I've just not been really motivated. I think I'm excited for um, uh, Shutter. Neil Gaiman, American Gods, yep. is um, going to be doing all kinds of like shorts on there on that horror network. Yeah. A bunch of like, uh, I don't know if it's going to be anthology, like Tales from the Dark Side or type of thing. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that because in a month I'm going to Telluride for the Telluride Horror Show. Hell yeah. I know none of you like horror movies except for Nate Balding, Uh, but that's my jam. I liked horror movies for forever. I used to, like my favorite genre of them would be like Exorcist style movies. And then Ooh. once I started like slowly becoming less religious, one of my friends was like, you ever notice how people can only become possessed if they're like Catholic? They're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> they made it, no, they like, made it. Ruined it. There was a movie, um, it wasn't It Follows. What was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. There's a movie Gary Oldman plays a rabbi. 
and she's like seeking a rabbi to get rid of this uh, demonic uh, spirit. So, I thought that was cool. I just want to see the one where it's like the Muslim guy is being possessed by like a Muslim demon, and the Catholic guy's like, I can't. It's a whole different type of demon. Whole different I don't. Demon. Yeah. You know how like HVAC people like I don't. <laughs> you need a you need a Muslim guy. Like I'm not the guy that's gonna be able to. And then they all meet at the bar later, like, yeah, I had this stupid lady come up and she was trying to get me to exercise a Jewish demon. Like, lady, do you not see the rosary? Have, you seen, have you seen Get Out? No, I haven't yet. You I should see it. so good. It is good. It mm. goes beyond just a thriller. Mm. I, I thought. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's all we got here. You guys got anything else? I got Lazy Me geared up. Uh, Preacher got renewed. Oh, that's, really? That's For the second season? Third. Third, I mean? Yep. My favorite horror movie lately is still been Tusk, so... I haven't seen <laughs> that. That's Kevin Smith. Yeah, I haven't seen Tusk either, and I, I want to, but every time I go and look at it to the thumbnail mm-hmm. to play it, I'm like, nah, it looks Was disgusting. Was it good? It's it's right. It depends. Like, what are you uh, going for? You like for? Kevin Smith? I love Kevin Smith. You'll like it. it it's fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah. Alright. If you're a Kevin Smith fan, it's the I best, but if you're just like, oh, here's a movie, you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, well... Uh, we're making a push for Clint Howard to verify his Twitter so we can start using him. Um, however, since we still He's have... to be on those who can. Yes! Yeah, fuck yeah. And I tweeted about how we want them to get him to verify his Twitter so we can have him be our unofficial brother sponsor. Oh. So next time any of you talk to Adam or Ben, uh, let him know, hey, we need to talk to Clint Howard. It's really vital that we get a hold of him. Does he have any free time for us? <laughs> for the so let's see, for the seven thousand six hundred and eighty second time, we're gonna read a tweet from unofficial father sponsor and one time James Bond, George Lazenby. This is a couple days old, but honestly, I don't know, he's just weird. Dreamed I was promoting something called Alien Covenant, and I was a big get. Because I can make the studio and audiences chant, we may all die. What? <laughs> I wish Jeff was here to explain what that means about Alien Covenant. <laughs> I think he's... It's Maybe more, he just... It's more like a, a veiled reference to things that are going on with our president. He's so geared towards everything Trump. We need to we need to talk to him. It, we when's get... it coming out? Before we... we have oh, a couple of weeks. I want to see it. I'll see it. It, it looks, looks like terrifying. Yeah, that's what's going to be fun. I saw the child clown, and now I'm out. I'm out. Apparently, even Stephen King, obviously it could be hype, was saying, like, I wasn't expecting it to be that fucking scary. Yeah. It's like, dude, you wrote the story. Yeah, fuck that. I don't need to see anything that scares Stephen King. <laughs> I want to see it. Like, I like the original, and it was bad. Is that one of the books he doesn't remember writing, though? Does that fall in that time period? Well, I'm not sure. Because of drugs? Oh, yeah. He's real open about that. Like, oh yeah, there's ten years. I don't remember right. Shit. I like, I like. There's a line I always loved that he said. He's like, uh, I got the heart of a, I got the heart of a, of a little child, sitting on my desk in a in a jar. You know, something along those lines. A classic deflect. You're like, what? I've always been a huge Stephen King fan. That's all I read for a while in my tweens. I'd stay up late reading Stephen King, some Dean Koontz. Some uh, um, John Saul, big fan of horror. Nice. Yeah. Dean Coates is a really good one. All right. 
Anybody want to promote anything? Anything coming up? Shows? Things nope. that we, we need to know about? This month's Nerd Roast. And Chance, you're gonna, this is going to be your third appearance as George W. Bush. My third proposal of uh, George W. Bush, I actually do the world's worst George Bush impression. It just has to do with being from Texas and somehow it's worked on stage every time. But we're as doing, far as, yeah, not we're a doing good doing a roast of Osama bin Laden. Oh, George Bush. Right down Zach's Avenue, right? Who's playing Osama? I don't think think they're going to have him. Probably. I suggested suggested they do a video feed of him. And originally, I mean, he's dead, obviously, so it can't be in an undisclosed location. Maybe they could have a a picture of him in hell or something, if you believe in that. I don't know. But that'll be the end of the month. Next week is We Still Like You, the one-year anniversary in Denver. Boop. Uh, and yeah, I don't think we got anything else going on. We don't have any news about our new sponsorship yet, but I believe it's weed related. Jeff's waiting to hear back. Yep. New shows will start limping in over the next two weeks. Next end of the yeah, end of the month. Yeah. We get our CW shows back. Looking forward to Riverdale. I like that picture of Supergirl on the set of uh, yeah in Pops with the girls from Riverdale. Yeah, that looked good. Oh man, that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be fantastic. All right, well, I think that's all we got here. Uh, check us out on iTunes. Rate us if you can. Podbean, Stitcher, all of the above. Check us on Twitter, Facebook. We're Broadcast Geeks. If you want to email us, because that's the thing you do, broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. Yeah, send us a question, you fucks. Yeah, send us something. Come on, get us going. Get our creative juices flowing. Sounds vaguely sexual. It is. Vaguely? Come vaguely. On. I was going but for in a the right more way. over. Alright, well if that's all we got, then let's end it here. Excelsior. This has been a sex pot comedy joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalatvari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at sexpopcomedy.com or at a show near you. Until next time, be well, friends.